hey, where's your outlet? So I could plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Today's date is November 30th, 2020. And um, yeah, it's Monday. Happy Monday. I'm not going to be talking about politics <laughs> on this episode today, but um, I have something else to talk about. And it's going to be about family dynamics and motherhood and um, drama. Um, and it all makes sense. So I'm going to talk about Iyanla Fix My Life, Lisa Ray McCoy, and her mom and her daughter were on the show. And it was really interesting. And I'm also going to talk about Summer Walker. Not necessarily her, but what she's going through and what a lot of people think about her situation and what I think about her situation. So let's dive right on in. And yeah, here we go. everybody welcome back to the show and i hope you guys had a really good safe holiday um thanksgiving or aka turkey day or however you want (laughs) to say it but i personally don't go out of my way to celebrate thanksgiving but i did enjoy my day i ended up getting my thigh touched up because i have a tattoo on my thigh for a lot of y'all know some of y'all don't but Yep, I got that touched up and it wasn't too bad compared to the first experience, but I also touched up my finger, um, which was not really fun. That was a little bit more painful than my thigh piece was. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's because it was like the bone. So it's the pinky finger and I just hate the healing process of getting a tattoo. I just hate the itchiness and like the flaking it's just gross <laughs> because it's like a snake, you know, shedding skin and it's just weird to me. But anyways, nevertheless, let's dive into today's episode. And I'm going to start by talking about Summer Walker. Um, I just got sent some news. My friend was telling me about her pregnancy and, you know, I'm not on Instagram, so I don't really care, but I do get some news um, through YouTube, you know, so I did hear that she's pregnant. So what we're going to do is um, London talk about him. And the fact that he has, he already has three kids. Okay. I believe by two or three different women. I I believe, I know it's two, but I'm not sure if all his kids are by different women, but that doesn't change anything. I really don't care. But the the fact is, you know, Summer Walker knew about the fact that he wasn't taking care of his kids. The baby mamas told him like, Hey, he's trash. And she didn't care. Um, allegedly she said he didn't cheat on her, but we all know that's, that's not true because we know that she doesn't tell the truth in regards to their relationship when it's convenient. Because from what I've read is from an article, it was Urban Islands and com. And they said, they reported the news on, you know, her calling him a bum, which to me is like, okay, if he's a bum, then so are you. <laughs> because y'all been together long enough for you to know if he was a bum or not. And now that you got a little bump, all of a sudden he's lame because, you know, you're disappointed in the decisions that you made since London was not stepping up to the plate in spite of, you know, you being pregnant and you felt like the cycle was continuing in regards of men and your in her life being lame. 
Listen here. She also addressed the situation with the other baby mothers who London had previously taken to court for child support because, according to them, he was a deadbeat father. Summer says she tried her best to get London to spend time with his children, and she called the baby mama drama ghetto. <sighs> her and his baby mama's been going at it for, like, a hot minute now. Um... London's baby mother, Ebony Ivory, says she would beat Summer for being disrespectful. Quote, Summer bitch, when that baby out of you, I'm going to beat your ass. On my daddy, I can't wait. Always running your dick sucker. Always out of line. Always disgustingly disrespectful. She also responded to the comments that she tried to get London to see his children. Bitch, you tried to get him to see his other kids. First of all, your kid ain't here yet, bitch. You the other. Ooh-ooh. She added, how you try to get him to spend time with his kids, but he didn't want to, but then double back and say his sick baby moms wouldn't have, wouldn't have it because of you. She also warned thread light. Ebony also had news for Summer. She said, at this point, Summer, you're the only bitter baby mama. I recommend, I recommend that you stop being so full of yourself. Summer needs to keep whoever knows that she, that is she got, uh oh, not her nose job, out of other folks' business. <laughs> She, she added, referring to Summer's recent nose job. Yeah, we, we got the pun. Thank you, article. Meanwhile, Summer fans are savage and aren't giving her any, any sympathy. One fan said, the baby mamas told you this, sis. They come off as bitter, but it's always some truth to what they are saying. Others were not taking her side. Quote, unquote, getting pregnant by someone you knew was a deadbeat is ghetto. And yet another fan reminded her, quote, unquote, girl, weren't you the one bashing his baby mamas? Life will always humble you. Other fans weren't taking her comments about black men on the whole being laying too kindly. One fan said, don't pick the wrong men and then blame all black men. A lot of you females fall in love with a man for all the wrong reasons. Boom. That is it. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. That she um, said he never cheated or whatever. And also think, shout out to Twitter, because I can still go on Twitter and look at hashtags. I can't comment. I can't do anything besides that. But I can still check to see what other people are talking about on Twitter. Now, when it comes to London, I never cared about the dude. Yes, he's made some, produced some really good songs, but he's not a great producer in general to me when it comes to like being the shit, you know, he's, he's, he's very mediocre. He makes the same type of beats and you know, it's his track when he plays. Not to say that's a bad thing. We all need a signature, but his is not something where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear another London on the track beat. Like, I'm not crazy about his beats like that. But for some reason, Summer Walker always thought she had a prize. Don't know why. Even though she complains a bitch about everything that he does wrong. So, like, I went on, I went on Twitter and she posted on her page, her Instagram story. And she said, black men got to start doing better when it comes to being a father. My grandfather, lame. My father, lame. And this nigga, lame. Laugh out loud. And I guess the cycle will just continue. I guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery or some shit back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death if you try to protect them. It goes deep. Shit's really sad. She then goes on to say, everyone's ghetto. It was also ghetto. I try to get him to spend time with his other kids as much as I could. He ain't want to because he's selfish. I try to get his baby mamas to let him see the kids. Now, this is all ghetto. <laughs> okay. 
they didn't want to because they was bitter and hated me for no reason. I tried to get everybody to just get the fuck along like one big happy family. And instead, everyone just shit on me. And now I just have the shit end of the stick because all these motherfuckers is ghetto. But at least at least I can afford to take care of my child with a black heart emoji. Okay. Now, <laughs> she then says, but that's how it goes when everybody's spiritually and mentally un- un- undeveloped. I think you meant to say underdeveloped, but okay. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but at least I can afford to take care of my child. Well, at least, well, I guess I'll just put it all in an album, collect my millions and be on my merry way. Now, see, (laughs) this is where I'm about to talk more about the situation more than her, because she's not the only woman out here with that mentality. Um, Unfortunately, it's super toxic. The fact that you know, getting knocked up by a man who you knew wasn't shit, you know, and wasn't a great father to begin with, with his other kids, but you felt like you can change him. You felt like you were different, Summer. You felt like you can all of a sudden magically try to rear a grown man into being a man. He's a child, but you thought you can do what his mother should have done, which was make him a responsible adult right? you The moment someone walks into your life, I'm speaking in general, the moment that someone walks into your life, right? They should already be equipped to be at some point in their lives, you know, having great communication skills, you know, being able to be accountable and responsible with the shit that is in their lives, whether they have kids or not. So you cannot let someone in your life settle with them, have kids, get pregnant by them, marry them or whatever, or not. And then all of a sudden you want them to just do things according to what you believe should be the standard in your relationship when that should have been the foundation to to begin with. So Summer knew, right, what time it was. But all of a sudden when she got pregnant and she's the one that has a fetus growing inside of her, she's all of a sudden trying to make him seem like he ain't shit. No girl, no sis. He he wasn't shit to begin with. That's a reflection of you. And this is where it comes down to when people say it takes two to have a baby, right? For some reason, we can't always look at the men as being ain't shit. We got to start looking at these women too and being like, well, you, you're the one that spread your legs and you decide to conceive, right? You decide to keep the child or you're trying to keep the child. From my understanding, she she's going to keep the child. And you're mad about something that was already obvious before you got pregnant. I I don't understand that mentality because to me, I'm not going to sleep with someone that I know is not a great father (laughs) because why would I be any different? Why would I feel like my fetus is more important than the other previous women that he slept with and their fetuses that they decided to keep and have, and now have children in different households? And now I feel like, no, I try to get him to, you know, be with his kids and I try to, you know, get along with the baby mamas. You, you're too, how old is Summer Walker? She's like, what, 24, 25 years old? Why are you, you wasting your youth doing all that? Anyways, if you're this rich girl, I got money to take care of my baby and all this other stuff. You should have been smart enough to do that with someone that was already fucking either taking care of their kids or didn't have any, <laughs> Right. 
why go out of your way to choose someone that I don't care what people talk about. Oh, you can't help who you love. That's bullshit. After a while, when you're, when you're an adult and you got, and you recognize what you have, that, that whole thing, you can't help who you love. It becomes old, especially if it's toxic. I'm talking about, this is toxic. Okay. The situation that they're in is very toxic because kids are involved. There's kids involved. Right. So when I see people, particularly women saying things like, you know, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't, I can't help who I fell in love with. Like you can, because what you're telling people is that you fell in love with someone who has no standards, has no respect for you, has no desire to respect the mother of his children or his children alone. So what do you mean you can't help that you fell in love with a piece of shit? What do you mean you 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 couldn't help that you decided that that person was mirroring someone who was toxic and you couldn't help but fall in love with that toxic person? So that means that that's a reflection of you. What they're doing is that that toxic person that you couldn't help but fall in love with, they're holding a mirror up, sweetheart. They're holding a mirror up to you and they're showing you this is a reflection of you because this is your choice of who you see to be worth getting pregnant by. So that is on you. Summer Walker, that is on you, women out here that keep using that as a, a gateway to skate away from their accountability of the, the type of men that they choose to settle down with. There is no moving around that bitch. There is no maneuvering and making excuses because at that point, that means you need help. If that is the type of man that you feel like you couldn't help but love, that is a reflection of you. Not him, because he's going to be trash no matter who he's with. But what about you? What about you and your fetus? Huh? Hmm? That saying, I couldn't help but love. If that's the case, you got to also be able to pull your big girl panties up and say, you know what? I need help. I need some counseling. I need therapy. Because the men that I keep choosing are ain't shit men. Just like my father, my grandfather, as she says. That means it's pathology. That means pathology is involved and you don't know how to quit the cycle because you're not taking responsibility for your actions, right? Yeah, she's 24 years old. I just checked. Young girl, right? Plenty of time to settle down with a dude. And this is the person you decided to blame and not take accountability for why you chose that person? To, have, to get pregnant by, you look crazy, baby girl. To shift blame and make it about black men being ain't shit. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. We got we gotta we gotta stop that. Okay. To me, is the fact that she thinks all it takes is money to raise a kid. Yeah, it helps a lot when you're a single parent. You know, if you got money, you know, you got help. But summer. Like you're broken inside. You have issues yourself. It's not just him because it takes two. So both of y'all are messed up. Both of y'all are irresponsible. Both of you guys didn't decide to wait it out. You, you Your career is still growing, sis. And a lot of people aren't messing with you like that anymore because of the mess that you're doing, because you're airing out your dirty laundry and because you're cussing other people out for having an opinion on your dirty laundry 
And we are, a lot of people, y'all already know, I, I, I can't do Summer anymore. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yes, I still listen to her like her first EP and um, over it, but I can't, I can't, I don't, I unfollowed that girl. I even blocked her because I was just like, I just don't even want to have any form of like accessibility to know what the hell's going on voluntarily on her page. It's just drama. And why do you want to bring a kid into that? But yeah, you want to seem like you're, you're all high mighty, you know, because before she was talking about how other mothers should raise their kids and how they should feed their kids. And as if money isn't a factor into how to properly nurture your child and as if, you know, formula is this bad thing. Girl, you just came from Atlanta. You were just stripping in Atlanta, like I said before. And all of a sudden, you got it going on. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you know, everything in a bag of chips. You got a lot of mental issues. And you're bringing a child into a dysfunctional dynamic where you don't even have respect for the, own, for the father of your child, right? And y'all go back and forth, back and forth. One minute y'all together, one minute y'all not. One minute, and then you want to talk about capitalizing off of your trauma and your potential child's trauma for money, for coins, because you're gonna put it into a song, and that's and you're just gonna move along your own way. Like that's cute. The point was to not get pregnant from the jump. <laughs> you could have avoided all of this, right? Right. And and. To blame black men, you know, and his other baby mamas for your for your lack of, you know, awareness and your stupidity and and to me, to blame them to me that's that's just that's just ridiculous. That is really like a mental case. <laughs> you have to be a mental case if you feel like you're gonna bring black men into a general statement, right? As if like it's black men, you know, just got to start doing better when he wasn't quote unquote doing better when you met him and while you were with him for what? A couple of years, you know, you want to talk about pathology, which I'm going to talk about, but if you have this certain awareness that you, that you claim you have, you would have known better because if you know better, you do better. Y'all know that saying, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Okay. You already knew what time it was. He had the blueprint of fuck boy trailing all down the bitch. And you, and you took him off that path and say, I'm going to make him a different man. Is that what you thought? Miss all high mighty. And what happens is you have a lot of women that believe, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be that girl that she's going to rock his world and change everything around him. And then it's too late when you find out after you got pregnant that he ain't changing for you because it's not about you. It's about him. If he wasn't willing to change, if he wasn't willing to see his kids, like you try to say that you had to try to force, the moment you say that you have to force your own man to see his kids, why are you still with him? Why are you still with someone that you got to force and he's selfish? No, that's not no selfish shit. That is just someone that's just a horrible person. I'm sorry. Okay. Is and it's not all men. It's not all black men. And the fact that she really said that shit, it just shows you that you you put yourself in a position of having. You said your father wasn't shit, your grandfather wasn't shit, and your baby daddy isn't shit. And you want to make it about black men. You want to make it about black men specifically for your actions. You, you're not taking accountability for yourself. <laughs> 
You want to blame? No, there are a lot of great black men out there. There are a lot of great black men that take care of their kids. There are a lot of great black men that even raising their kids on their own with deadbeat mothers. Okay. But you and, a, and some other woman out here truly feel like it's just like, oh, you just got to step up. I said, listen here, it takes two. So I'm going to give women the same energy that I give uh, men when they, when they're cutting up and doing some foul shit like this, having babies left and right and have no stability, no function within that relationship of being able to communicate, take accountability, grow, and actually stop doing this back and forth. Now I don't do those breaks. I don't do the breaks, break up, make up, uh-uh. No, no. Once you out, you out. <laughs> and I'm on to the next. There's no, there's no room for cheating. There's no room for all this nonsense, you know, like for what? You just get another person and start all over again. A lot of people don't want to start all over again. That's the problem. A lot of people just feel like I'm just going to be content because I put in two years with this person. Two years ain't shit. Right? If you plan on living a long life, two years out of that is nothing. Use that person as a lesson and move on. But nope, you want to hang on to toxicity as if you're afraid that if you get into another relationship, you're going to be hurt again. It happens. <laughs> that's just a part of it. That's that's a part of growing. That's a part of dating. That's a part of getting it to do, you know, getting to know different people, right? But to stay in toxic relationships, people like Cardi B and all these other folks that just want to hold a man down, you know fighting other women and doing all this nonsense over a person such as London, you know, such as Offset, such as Future, all these trash men already had a track record before these women slept with them. Sierra thought she could change Future as well. And Sierra is what we call, you know, the goody girl, you know, the girl that every man should want. Future didn't. <laughs> so that shows you that it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how talented you are, talented you are, how beautiful you are. If you got your butt done, your boobs done, you know, nice hair. It does, none of that matters if you're picking someone that just don't know who the fuck they are, who don't respect themselves, who don't know what is left from right. Someone that just completely don't even respect themselves, so they're not going to respect you. That's how it works. I don't know if people need to keep hearing that. If someone doesn't respect themselves, they're not going to respect you. Why would they? Why should they? That's the question. You know, you out here, you know, blasting. Go, everyone's on social media blasting their significant others and then end up still sleeping with them. And it's just like, why do, you, why do we care and why should you? You know, <laughs> like, it's just like you, you chose to, you know, be with this dude. And for you to say, but at least I can afford to take care of my child. Who, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? That doesn't matter if you're mentally disturbed, Summer. Right? There's a lot of people that have money that have kids that are dysfunctional. Because it's not the money itself. Yes, money is a big factor. You don't have kids if you can't afford it. I believe in that. But it takes more than just money. What are you what are you going to tell that kid when they're able to see all the drama online that you and their baby and their and, and their father went through? You're setting a trail of of nonsense 
and toxicity before the baby even gets here. And you're voluntarily doing it. That's how you're setting up your child's future by doing the things that you're doing right now on social media, by blasting London the way you are, regardless of how I feel about him or anyone else. He can be trash. He can be everything, but it's you that are go- that's going out of your way to do all of this. You know, everyone's ghetto. Everyone's ghetto. Like it's get- baby mom's a ghetto. This is all ghetto, but you still decide to stay in the shit and get pregnant. And now you're complaining. How, how does that make sense? You know, black men got to start doing better when it comes to being a father. <laughs> what? You chose to be with a man that, that, that pertains to this. You decided to do that. And I just don't understand the, the point of people really feeling like I'm going to be that person that changes. I'm, sl- I'm just like, no, no. Like how far along did you realize that you're no different than his other baby mamas, right? I don't know how far along she is. She might be a couple of months. I don't know. Her belly's poking out big enough from what I see, but maybe she's two months the most. I don't know. But anyways, I I just feel like you can't blame anyone but yourself and your own decisions at the end of the day because he already showed you who he was. It wasn't like he just changed. It wasn't like he was this great guy And then all of a sudden, the moment you got that positive, you know, test, he just started flipping out and just started to be an asshole and started being a jerk. No, you already knew what time it was. So how can anyone feel bad for you? I'm sorry. Only person I feel bad for is that child. That's it. I only feel bad for the kids. I'm always going to feel bad for the kids because you got adults, men and women, being dumb, irresponsible with sex, with their wombs, with everything. Birth control is not bad. Condoms are not bad. Okay. You got to be more responsible. You look stupid. You do. When I see when I see things like that, I'm just like like girl, you talk about I guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery or some shit. So are black women. Black people period are still dealing with, you know, the slave mentality syndrome, okay? The Willie Lynch syndrome, as we call it. But that's not an excuse because you chose to have to deal with someone that was suffering from a, 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 a syndrome. I don't know what um, London has been through in life. I don't know his background in regards to why he is what he is. But a lot of things, like y'all know, like I talk on the show, is very systematic, okay? A lot of things are systematic. And the fact that she can't even acknowledge her behalf on her contributions to the to, to the position that she's in right now is wild is is bugging me <laughs> like i'm just like you can't you you can't just talk about slavery and all this other stuff and just fault him when you already knew what time it was and i'm that's it that that's really it you know you can't force baby mamas to all get along either Especially if you didn't even have a kid at that point by him. Why? Why do you feel that that is your job to do that? My, my, I would never. I would never. It would be a cold day in hell before I try to please anyone's baby mama. Okay? Or try to make it a whole family dynamic. I'm going to do me. I'm going to stay in my position. The guy needs to stay in his position. The baby mama needs to stay in, his, in her position. And that's it. And there should be a respect. There should be a, a respect 
in place. There should be respect in place and there should be boundaries. That's it. But all this, I'm trying to kumbaya, get along and all this other stuff. If it's, if the moment you see it's not working, dust your ass off and keep it moving. Dust your hands off. It's not worth it. You're too fucking young for that. And you're over here and you're already, you know, establishing a life of your own and a career. And But you just let drama get to you, girl. So now you're pregnant. When I when I seen it, I was like, she's really, really summer. Come on, son. <laughs> really? Right now? For what? For what? Right? Because if she keeps a child, if she keeps the child, right? Doesn't get an abortion, he doesn't want the child, or He's not going to be responsible of that child. Should she then accept the fact that she's just going to have to deal with an ancient dad and get child support and keep it moving? Right? Because after a while, I can't keep, I can't fault London because that's what he is. That's, that is who he is and he ain't going to change. And I'm not going to be like, he needs to step up to the blood. He, he, that's, it's too late. He ain't. That's who he is. He ain't shit. Right? You can't change a person that doesn't want to be changed, that doesn't want to do better, right? So why waste your breath on being like a man needs to do this? I mean, of course, of course, a man does, but what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't want to? What is your next step? And then after that, you're gonna be fighting your whole life to prove that point that they need to do better when they just simply ain't, and you're gonna struggle mentally on your own. You're gonna exhaust yourself over someone that you knew is just is just trash. Right? It's no different than if a man wants a, a woman to keep the child and she doesn't want to, right? If she aborts it, is that fair? Or should she give the baby up for, um, for uh, give her rights up as a parent and he keeps the child and she could do whatever she wants? What's the difference? Right? I look at things as it is. I don't I don't have a dog in this fight in their relationship, but from what I'm speaking in general is that you have to be accountable for your own decisions and not what other people are are going to do because there was no foundation set when she got pregnant. They don't have a healthy relationship. And voluntarily they're over here dishing out their their tea to the world. As if we have, a, as if we are the judges in court, as if we have a right to say, you know, what should happen, what shouldn't. And then she turns around and get mad at people that have valid, you know, opinions. <laughs> it's just, it's just mind, it's mind boggling how social media really got people just mentally messed up. That's exactly why I had to take a break. I'm just like, I, it's just, it's just too much for me to, to sit back and look at, the black community specifically destroying themselves because of drama and how people love drama so much that they're even willing to to go online and say the things that she said about her situation and about London, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So get your shit in order, be a better person. You got about six to seven months or whatever have you to, you know, Figure it out <laughs> before the baby gets here. And I hope that, you know, 
they could at least co-parent and and do what's right for that child. But in the meantime, keep your shit off the internet. Keep your business off of social media and deal with it behind closed doors, especially right now, especially when you're vulnerable, especially when your body is changing, especially when you are three times at risk compared to a white woman. And that's that that should be your concern, sis. Making sure that you're healthy mentally and physically and nurturing your child the right way because your child feels every single part of you energy-wise when you're stressed out. And just because I don't fuck with uh, Summer Walker like that anymore doesn't mean I don't want the best for her, you know, when it comes to her health and when it comes to her child, right? So that should be your concern. Get off of social media, take a break, right? Relax, put your feet up, all right? And figure it out. But all this, you know, London ate this, I shouldn't have done that. Like, stop. We're not your diary, right? Take a note from Brandy, all right? When she when she played Moesha, get a fucking book, like a physical diary, and write your fucking thoughts out and, and, and call it a day. We don't need, we don't need it. We don't need to know your thoughts. We don't need to know your secrets. We don't need to know any of that. And then get mad when we fucking have a comment about it. Stay off of line and, and that's it. And keep it moving, period. And I'm done with that. Anyways, on to the next situation. All right, up next, we're going to talk about Iyanla's Fix My Life, which is on the O Network. And we're going to talk about the episode that came out on November 28th, which is only a couple of days ago, with um, Lisa Ray McCoy and her mom and her daughter was on the show as well. They had a lot of things to figure out, you know, four generations of knowing roles, you know, of each other because uh, Lisa is actually a grandmother. Her daughter had a baby not that long ago. And, um, you know, she's a fairly new grandmother, technically. I don't know how old her granddaughter or grandson is, but she does have a grandchild. Now, they reached out to Ayala because, you know, I, 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 I really like Ayala. I understand how some people don't, but I really love Ayala. And, um, I've accepted the fact that Yanla does one thing particularly, which is bring awareness to um, individuals and what they need to work on. And she's not a therapist. She made that very clear that she's not. And she understands that everyone that comes on the show is not going to get the help that they need within a few days. And that she does offer advice on how to use the tools that she's had and making sure that people actually do seek out to get therapy if it's needed. Now, Lisa Ray, um, you know, I have my opinions on Lisa, but I do understand that clearly the way she is is because of a lot of shit that she's been through. So I can only fault her, you know, so much in regards to her attitude and her demeanor and, you know, how she's always in drama. And, you know, she actually um, recently went after Halle Berry. Y'all know, I mean, Halle Berry's my girl. So according to usweekly.com, Halle Berry clapped back at, you know, Lisa after her bedroom skills were called into question by Lisa Ray. <laughs> no, they didn't. The Players Club star 53 <laughs> suggested, like, why did they have to, like, do that, the Players Club star? Um, the Players Club star 53 suggested that Barry 54 was in bed, was bad in bed during her appearance on Fox Souls Cocktails with Queens last week. McCoy made the claim 
while chatting with co-host Claudia Jordan, Vivica Fox, and Selena Johnson, I can't imagine Tony Braxton not being able to put it down with the amount of love songs this girl got. Selena Johnson, who's 44, um, said. McCoy, Lisa, replied, you don't know what she'd be doing in the bedroom, just like Halle Berry, all quote-unquote words and no action. When Jordan, 47, um, asked her to clarify her comments, McCoy responded, that's what they said. That's what I've read. That's what I've heard. That's what they say. Very clear at the rumors on Wednesday, November 25th, by tweeting, Miss Lisa Ray, she mentioned her handle on Twitter. Ask my man, Van Hunt, who is banging. Listen, okay, what we do know is that Halle Berry won the jackpot having Van Hunt as her man. We all know Van Hunt is an amazing artist and super cool, really chill guy. He seems really humble and a really good fit for Halle, you know? I feel like she really got a good man on her hands. Anyways, she says... My man Van Hunt, he'll tell all, he's like, she said, he'll tell ya all y'all need to know. Oof. Period. Long as as your man digs it, who cares what anybody else says, right? So later that day, McCoy returned to cocktails with Queens to address her remarks, claiming that the rumor started from Barry's sex scene in the 2001 film Monsters Ball. I remember when Monsters Ball was her love scene, and they was trying to say that that's how she is in bed, she explained. And it was like, no, it was a movie, guys. What are you talking about? McCoy added that she doesn't have firsthand experience on Barry's sex life because she's never slept with her. So why make the comments, sis? Like, I'm not talking about who's good in bed and who's bad. And, and that's the thing. It's not even just Lisa, but it's a lot of people that for some reason attack Halle Berry's marriages, her relationships, and how she's a beautiful woman, but she can't keep a man, and all this other shit, knowing that she was beat by Eric, right? How she was uh, in a horrible marriage with a white man who was racist as fuck, right? Like, she's been through a lot when it comes to men. And the fact that people keep looking at her as if she's a problem, and from another woman's perspective, attacking another woman about what she does in the bedroom and how good she has sex based off of a fucking movie where everything is literally staged and set up is like, wh- and that's why I don't like that show with um, Claudia jo- um, Jordan, that whole cocktail show, whatever on Fox, because it's just drama. It's like, it's like old hags. I hate to say that, but it's true. They act like old hags that ain't got no fucking life, that got dried up vaginas, ain't had none in a while, but want to talk about other people's fucking vaginas and what the fuck they got going on with it. Mind your business and talk about some real shit. Like, mind your own vagina, okay? It's like drama, drama, drama. Y'all too, y'all too late in life. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not ages. I'm not trying to say that women that are in a certain age group can't, you know, key, 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 and and joke, whatever, but it's how they go about it, where it's just like, that's not even what I call tea. That's not what I call drama. You're just being disrespectful, you know? Like, Lisa, you're just being very disrespectful. So, she then goes on to say, Lisa says, I don't know that because I'm not gay, nor am I bisexual, but that disturbed me because Hallie is beautiful. I don't have a problem with Hallie. I love Hallie. Okay. 
Well, what was the point of even throwing that out there? Why talk about another woman's sex life? Why talk about another woman and what she does in a bedroom? Just as any man should not be doing that about another man. Like, why are you talking about his junk? Why are you talking about who he's piping down? Why are you talking about anyone's bedroom chronicles when it doesn't pertain to you? And you, and the fact that you acknowledged it makes no sense. Like, it's just drama. Like, girl, you cannot get along with women to save your life. Lisa. And this show on this episode on Yonla's Fix My Life makes all the sense in the world because your mother didn't teach you any values in in regards of how to respect womanhood. And I'm going to get into that right now. But anyways, like I said, this was, this was like uncalled for. And I'm glad that Halle Berry came back was like, ask my man then girl, if you really want to know, ask my man, he knows better. Shout out to Hallie. We love, I love a little spice when Hallie can snap back because it's very, it's not expected. But Hallie was just like, ask my man. He knows what's up. He knows how to put it down. Period. Look at the shape that Halle Berry's in compared to Lisa Ray. And tell me that Halle Berry don't know what the hell she's doing in that bedroom. I doubt that Halle Berry is lackluster. I'll put it that way. And moving on. So we're going to talk about Lisa Ray and her mom aka Katie, that's her mother's name, and her daughter. They have a strenuous relationship because pretty much Lisa Ray is the one with the money and the success between her mom and her daughter, right? And her mom moved in with Lisa because of COVID. And, you know, her mom's up there in age, so she needed to be looked after and her daughter lives with Lisa because she needs assistance and, you know, being a new mom, etc. So I'm assuming that her daughter doesn't have the baby daddy involved. Just going off of what I've seen on the show, because why are you living with your mom if the father is involved, right? So, um, I mean, sometimes the father is involved and you still got to live with your parent. I, I know that, but I, I, got the, I got the impression that she is a single mother. Um, Yanla pretty much is there to help them identify exactly why they have issues communicating and not having really good boundaries with each other. And also the fact that everything is pathology, right? If you have a toxic mother that dealt with a, you know, troubling husband, and then you now have the daughter who is toxic, has an attitude and has issues with men. And now you have the daughter, you know, the granddaughter that has issues with men and has an attitude towards, you know, Lisa in this instance, that is what you call pathology. That is what you call generational, um, toxicity. That is what you call, you know, having a dysfunctional pyramid of, you know, womanhood when it comes to having the grandmother, the mother and the daughter involved. And so, Iyanla pretty much wanted to start by having them acknowledging their roles and the and the dysfunction that is portrayed within the dynamic of their relationship. So Lisa Ray, this is a this is like the beginning. So I'm going in order here, okay? So you have four generations: the grandmother, the mother, the daughter, and then the grandchild. The grandchild is not involved technically, but you still have four generations here that exist. And so the point is knowing the roles of each other. That was the point of the entire show. All right. Because a lot of people were, you know, like, okay, well, what was the point? Because, you know, it, it's it's complex. But anyways. 
Lisa Ray, Lisa Ray said, I feel as though I spread myself so thin until I hardly have time for myself. Living in my castle, I'm the one that's dictating. I'm the one that's overseeing. I'm the one that's saying what I'm doing and what goes because it's my house. I'm the one that pays the bills. I'm the one that set up the structure for y'all to even be here in my household. Even though y'all are grown women, I'm the one that still run everything, right? That is, this is Lisa's um, perspective, okay? And so she says, and my mom says, I'm acting Hollywood because of it. I'm acting, you know, uptight and um, prestigious and I'm very, you know, too Hollywood. I'm too, I'm too this, I'm too that. I'm too much in control. I'm too bossy because I'm the one that's running everything. Now, anytime if you're in the black family, okay, if someone's like you acting all Hollywood, you acting too good for us, you 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 change, you different. That means that that person has witnessed another person grow, and they're not happy about it. There's resentment. There's some type of jealousy. There's some type of um, um, disingenuous of being quote unquote happy for the person, but they're not really happy for that person for being above the drama, going against the grain of what that person has been through. And you see that a lot. Whenever there's a person in a family, in a black American family specifically, that has risen above the occasion of tr- of drama and and, and uh travesty and 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 just pain they're all of a sudden different. They're new. They're too good to to get down in the dirt with with them. And it's sad that that came from her mother. You get what I'm saying? You're acting all Hollywood. Now, I can understand that term when the person actually just throws their family away and they no longer care about them. But the fact that Lisa actually brought in her mom and her daughter into her household and you know, regardless of the dynamic that they have, she still went out of her way to provide a house, you know, for them to stay in during such times of their struggle, whether it's COVID or her daughter being a new mom and have no other resources to maintain her own independence, right? So she then says, I just don't know what my mother's expectations of me are. Like to me, you know, I don't know what that is. That's what Lisa said about her mom. You know, I don't know what my mother wants from me. I don't know what her expectations are for me. So how can I meet them? How can I meet her guidelines if she doesn't know how to communicate them in a healthy way for me to understand what my role is as the as the queen, right? So the grandmother, she's considered the queen mother. Lisa Ray is considered the queen and the daughter is considered princess, which makes sense, right? So the grandmother, Lisa Ray's mom, aka Queen Mother, as the name Iyanla gave them, she said, you know, she, she thought she guided Lisa in the beginning the right way. And then she said, since Lisa moved to LA, she lost all of that. She had no control over Lisa anymore. It tore her apart because Lisa is the only child that she has. Um, I think that Lisa... I believe that um, the you know Debrat because Debrat and Lisa are sib- um, are sisters, they're siblings, but I believe they're half sisters from my understanding. Because if if um, Lisa's mom says that Lisa is her only daughter, then I'm assuming that Debrat is her half sister by her father um, on her father's side. So 
the mom, Katie, she's like, I'm old now. What's going to happen with me? Who's going to watch over me? Who's going to take care of me? You know, I've looked after y'all. So who's going to look after, who's going to look after me? You know, that's a valid concern. That's a, that's a valid, you know, question. But when she said, when Lisa first came to Hollywood, she was down to earth with it. And then she said, Lisa started off together, you know, they started off together with it. And as Lisa rose up, you know, to fame and stardom, you know, she said, Lisa felt like, you know, she didn't need them anymore. She tossed them to the side like garbage. She, she, you know, Lisa got her career and established and, you know, risen above the occasion. You know, Lisa risen above the occasion of going through a lot. You know, her father was murdered by um, his side chick while he was still married to Lisa's mother. He was murdered. He was shot. Lisa's mother knew that. Lisa's mother said he had about six or seven side chicks and and she still stayed married and by his side through it all because of the money and stability. She admitted that. Going to the daughter, Princess, she said, I still have some growing to do. I'm still growing as a mother. I'm finding my career path. I feel like I'm not at any type of queen level. When she said that, that broke my heart. When she said, I don't feel like I'm at, when she said, I'm not at any queen level, I'm just sitting here like, wow. Like, you really don't feel like you're a queen because you don't, you, you, you don't have the path. You don't have you know, the carpet rolled out for you that will guide you to, to the, to the kingdom of being a queen, right? You have your mom, right? Who, who has been in the media for, for decades showing her ups and downs with relationships, showing her ups and downs of being cheated on and and disrespected and, you know, her stardom. But when she said, when princess said, but when the princess says, I want to be at her success level, but I don't want her career. Now, when she said that to Lisa, Lisa was just like, oh, okay, you know, but why would she? She wants the money. She wants the financial stability that her mother has, but she doesn't want necessarily everything that came with it. And so how do you teach your daughter, Lisa, that she should be a successful woman and have her own when you're over here? still rearing her as a mother and you still providing a roof over her head, but not giving her the tools to be self-sufficient, not giving her the tools to be independent as a new mom, right? Because if Lisa's issue is that I always provide, I always give, I always feel like I'm always doing the right thing, but it has to be under my rules. It has to be under my attitude. If I have an attitude, you're going to take it because I'm giving you something that you can't provide yourself. That is controlling and that is manipulation. That is what you call someone that likes to be in control, but bitches about it. <laughs> you know, bitches about the outcome of being in control. You can't have it both ways. You can't. Lisa Ray was like, would you say I'm nurturing to her daughter? And her daughter was like, not really. <laughs> her face, I'm sorry, but her face, it was so confused. And I'm just like, I wonder what that means. Like, if she felt like she was nurturing the whole time, in what way was that? Because her daughter has a different experience and it is valid. Both will be valid. I'll say that. It will, 
you know, Lisa will believe that she did everything she could to, to be a, a nurturing mom, but the outcome was different because her she put her daughter into um, juvenile. She put her daughter into juvenile from misbehaving. And where does that stem from? That will be where her accountability will come into place for Lisa. That was really interesting because a mother nurturing their child is everything because that's how you rear them into being, you know, a, a, a good person in society. And the outcome was just different from, I'm sure, what Lisa imagined, but that's not up to her, right? Her daughter is her own person and she has her own experiences that are just as valid, right? So, yeah, I was, I was, um, I was liking the fact that her daughter was just like, no, not really. You know, it is what it is. Now let's confront it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it done. How can we fix this? You know, so of course her mom disagrees because she believes that she's compassionate and that's that she is that. Lisa Ray is always compassionate. <laughs> no one can say otherwise, but I can't imagine what that is like to receive from a daughter's perspective. I'm pretty sure it's different. But I'm moving on to her mom, Katie. She said that she feels anger um, from Lisa and her granddaughter. And she said, it's like, I don't want you around or something like that. Like she feels like she's just not welcomed in their lives, you know? So she said she's from Mississippi and didn't know um, which way was up. Every penny she made went to her mom. And she said, I've been the head of my family, and there was 13 of us all of my life. And she also mentioned that she is the, that she is the um, seventh child in the family out of her siblings. So she stayed with um, a man after she got pregnant because she had no education. And she was beaten by him by Lisa Ray's dad with clothes hangers and, you know, things of that nature. And she took a lot of um, the abuse because she wanted Lisa to be more than what she was. You know, she said, you don't need um, no BS, you know. And that was her way of showing Lisa pretty much like, this is not who you want to be. And she said everything that she did was for somebody else. So as I mentioned before, her husband had like five to six other, you know, women on the side. And that's just horrible. That is horrible. Like that is exactly what my maternal grandmother went through, literally, from the South and was abused and had, you know, no education beyond, you know, the fourth grade, I believe it was. And to see the pattern in the black community, it's just crazy how relative it is from different generations, but yet the same. And I don't fault, you know, Lisa Ray's mom, Katie, like everything is a pattern. So I'm happy that they're actually, you know, talking about it now and that they reached out to Ayala to at least get the ball rolling. Um, and Yanla, she was like, 
you know, the queen mother doesn't get to talk about the king to the queen, which means the mom shouldn't be talking to her daughter about the issues that, you know, the mom herself is going through with the the father. And that is inappropriate. You, you shouldn't be telling your kid, period, the issues that you and your other and your significant other is dealing with because you're literally then putting the responsibility or of a burden of some sort on the child, which they, they shouldn't have anything to do with that. And then they feel obligated and guilted into feeling like they got to fix everything and they, and they can't. And they will carry that you know, for a really long time. It is no joke. So that's how pathology continues. And so when Yana said that, the mom didn't understand, you know, because the queen's relationship is not about the relationship queen mother has with the king, right? They're two different dynamics. And so Lisa Ray, she said, I was a daddy's girl, you know, he was my everything. And he made me feel like I had a plan set up in life to succeed. And she said when he died, when he was murdered, um, the mom came in and felt like she tried to crush her dreams of some sort. Like it was a different dynamic. She wasn't used to that. So Queen Mother doesn't realize that the breakdown is caused by traditional dysfunctional of victimization. That is what Iyama said. You know, that, that that is powerful. This pretty much is like emotional violence, you know, like to her, it's emotional violence instead of like nurturing what she's done to Lisa and now what Lisa has done to her daughter. And Lisa was too hurt about losing her father to care about, you know, the mom losing her husband, right? Like, that's what the mom wanted. Katie wanted Lisa to nurture her, to make her feel comfortable and better when she just lost her father. And she was a daddy's girl. She, you know, like she's too hurt to care about you losing your husband. You should be the, you're the queen. Why is the princess Try, why should the princess tell you how to nurture, you know, your own soul when you can't even nurture her, right? So it's just like, in the end, they admitted that money, finances, rules the dynamic of their lives, you know, whether it's independently or on on another man. And Yana said, you guys have a lot to, you know, deal with, and I can't help you with everything, in just a couple of days. And so she gave them tools and suggested to, you know, seek um, family therapy, which is good. And they were open to it. Very, very um, powerful. I, I actually enjoyed that episode. And I wasn't too sure because Lisa can be a lot <laughs> for me. So, and I'm just going to close this out with reminding um, my fellow Black women that we do not have to keep supporting, you know, biracial women or racially ambiguous women like, you know, the light brights, the mulattoes, the light skins of the 
rap artists of the world. We do not need to have to keep supporting these women when they keep showing y'all that they are racist as fuck. So, or colorist, which may have you if you are a non-black person of color or you're a black woman that is on a lighter end, you know, of the spectrum when it comes to colorism. So, I'm just saying, because light-skinned Keisha and all of them, whatever, but mulatto is definitely a problem right now um, from what I'm looking at. And, you know, the things that she said, talking about dark-skinned women's lady parts being overcooked meat and called a dark-skinned girl a orangutan and, you know, like... I still have that same energy towards Cardi B. You already know that. My foot is still not not off of that girl's neck, period. It's always fuck Cardi B for me. But when she called, you know, a woman's dead child a monkey, like all this other shit, I was just like, that should have been it for black women, like supporting these artists that are literally just fucking like trash, you know? Like, Mulatto is only like 21 years old, but the girl looks like she's already fucking 35. Like... Slow down, Ma. You're not that. You're not that girl. You're not that girl. Trust. Whack ass fucking people. Like trash. Like she's over here fucking stealing fucking people's hair, stealing bundles from another black girl from like Britain. Like you really fucking like stealing people's hair and not promoting their shit when that was what the whole thing was intended, right? Thousand dollar units thousand dollar units y'all and she's not promoting the shit and just rocking the shit and homegirl let that shit slide for two years that was on you girl but hey stop letting people slide that ain't nobody she wasn't even a big at that point two years ago compared to where she's at now you just now trying to get your shit back it would never be me i'm not lacing out thousand dollar units to nobodies, <laughs> please know your worth, and that's what I'm saying. Stop supporting these um fraud ass chicks, mulatto girl. Bye, ciao. Anyways, um, I do want to say that Megan Thee Stallion and SZA, y'all did that. <laughs> Period. Love that song. Love Megan Thee Stallion's um song with um Big Sean, and that's it on the album, but. That's all I really got. I don't really care too much for the other songs. I'm sorry. It's just not her best. It, it just isn't. I, I don't care. But those two songs, bopping every day. Bopping every day. I'll catch y'all next week. Y'all have a safe week. And until then, peace, love, and happiness. Bye.